Hi, my name's Alan Carter. I'm the president and CEO of Cabral Gold. We have an advanced gold project in Brazil. It's an exploration and development project. We're currently working on a pre-feasibility study uh, on the oxide material that we have at, at, uh, on the project. We have 1.2 million ounces in indicated inferred category and a lot of exploration targets. And the project's immediately adjacent to G Mining's TZ project, which will be Brazil's third largest gold mine. Alan, hey, good to have you on. Um, right, I, today, if you don't mind, I want to I want to try and understand the strategy now. Obviously, it's been a difficult two years in the marketplace for most people, and I think your recent announcement suggests that you're going to get focused on near-term revenue. So, going after Oxide, you've raised some money recently. Can you clearly articulate the new plan for me today, please? The plan, Matt, is to get this Oxide material, which is the weathered material, the weathered portion of our gold deposits in Brazil, into production as fast as possible. Okay, meaning what? So you, you've announced this kind of pre-feasibility study commencement. So you talk me through the next few months of what you're going to be doing and what it's going to tell you. Yeah, we've hired a Senco in Brazil, which is a big engineering firm, to complete a pre-feasibility study on the mining and processing of this oxide material. We know it's amenable to heat bleach. Uh, we anticipate that uh, study will take us about six months. So uh, sometime in the fourth quarter, hopefully around October, We'll have the results of that pre-feasibility study. And that will be a, a small, initially a small trial mining operation, mining and, and uh, leaching this uh, material. Uh, and um, that we will use that study and that report, which will be 43101 compliant, so it will be a public document. Uh, we'll use that to make a production decision. Um, our estimates are that um, we could build this thing, get into initial production within eight months of that decision. So hopefully in production uh, mid next year. Okay, and so why don't you need to do a feasibility study or, or more advanced studies? Well, um, look, it's a relatively modest trial mining operation to start with. The the uh, operation is currently licensed for 300,000 tons of ore um, initially. Obviously, we're going to be mining the higher grade of this oxide material. Um, we're, get, we're doing, a, it will be a very good pre-feasibility study, but obviously it's quite different to, you know, doing looking for bank financing for a $500 million mine. Um, that's that's step three for us, or step two, um, and that is mining the underlying hard rock deposit. But initially, this is a small, modest trial mining sort of um, operation. Right, okay, and, and give me give me a sense of um, the, the, the scale of this. So obviously, heat bleach is is relatively simple process. It typically is relatively low low capex. Um, can you remind me, in terms of the left saprolytic material that you're you're, you're going after Re vaguely have you any sense of how many what what, what the grade is or how many ounces there are it's like I, I, i'm trying to work i'm trying to i'm trying to work out can i do some math on this the overall global resource right now and this is on the oxide material and the underlying hard rock material is just under 1.2 million ounces so the the oxide material on the top has basically weathered over millions of years it's saprolite and if, if your uh, listeners don't, don't know what saprolite is, it's basically red mud. And, and we've got about 60 meters of this red mud, which has gold in it. Now, this mud is all sitting on hilltops above the hard rock material. And because it's sitting on hilltops, the strip ratio will be very, very low, close to zero, we anticipate, uh, because it's on topographic highs, hilltops. Um, it won't require any drilling or blasting because it's mud. So Mother Nature has basically sort of weathered this material and done what you would normally do in a big processing plant. Um, so the mining of this is basically very, very simple. It's scooping it up with excavators and sticking it on trucks. Um, what happens to that material then? Instead of having it 
normally it would go through a big grinding and crushing circuit, you know, with these big rotating mills that you see in all the, all the videos of big mines all over the place. We don't need any of that. Uh, what we will do, we'll add a little bit of cement to it to form pellets. It will go up the conveyor and then it will form heaps and then the, it will be leached uh, in, in heaps in situ. So it's a very sort of simple sort of operation. Now, we haven't released any guidance and I can't give you any specific guidance in terms of um, numbers, but I can tell you that we do have 230,000 ounces of this oxide material right now in three different, what I call blankets, which is this weathered material that sits over the hard rock, the, 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 the much bigger hard rock gold deposits. Um, we think there's excellent potential to expand that. That material currently is averaging about half a gram, but within that, there's a lot of higher grade material, which is in the order of one and a half to two grams. So we will mine that first, Matt. So as I said, we're currently permitted for 300,000 tons of ore a year. So I think that gives you some sort of idea for the first few years about what we um, anticipate producing. Um, there is a lot more of this material that we haven't uh, fully drilled off yet that's not included in the current resource base. So I think there's really, you know, we're very optimistic that we'll significantly expand that that initial quarter of a million ounces of this oxide material. So um, it's it's very low-hanging fruit. Again, just, just to help me get with the math. So do you currently know where the one and a half to two gram stuff is and have you got a sense of the size of that? Yes, we do. It's right at surface or near surface. It could be exploited very, very quickly. We haven't broken down that high-grade material. I have a pretty good sense of it, but uh, we'll certainly have um, enough of that material for several years, um, you know, initial operations. Now, obviously, the grade will drop. If we don't find any more of this high-grade material, and I think we will, in subsequent years, the grade will drop. Um, but the cutoff on this oxide material, because it's so cheap to mine it and process it, Matt, the cutoff in the resource estimate that the engineers used, the SLR used in the latest resource estimate, was 0.13 grams a ton. That means that everything above 0.13 grams a ton in this oxide material is potentially economic. That's their number, not ours. Now, obviously, we're targeting stuff which is much, much higher grade than that initially, but um, but there's a lot of this material and we can get at very quick and it'll be very cheap to mine and process. Okay, so that, that's the cutoff. So, so talk to me about re um, rec recovery rates then. It, it, so what, was, was there a PEA with this, or have you just gone straight to PFS? No, we didn't do a PEA. We've done a lot of internal scoping work. We haven't released any of that stuff to the market. Um, it's not obviously 43101 compliant, but you know we've, we've hired consultants. We've done a lot of internal work ourselves, modeling the high-grade portion of this oxide material, figuring out what the, what the costs are likely to be, um, you know, going to um, mining contractors, getting quotes, so understand what our what our capital and operating costs are likely to be. That is all getting fed into the um, the pre feasibility study. So we skip the PA. We know that internally that we've got a very robust sort of project for the reasons that I've that I've mentioned to you. So um, yeah, so um, you know, it, it looks very good. What was the second part of your question? Well, well it's, it's, what, what, again, it's just, again, to help me with my maths, what I'm trying to get to is understand all the variables, which will give me a sense of what the ASIC um, could, could look like and, therefore, what you could be making for every, every ounce. Obviously, gold at 2000 bucks. gold producers will, will be the beneficiaries of that. Um, and the time frame it suggests 
you know, is very encouraging too. But margin, it's always about margin. So is there anything more that you can give me or indicate, whether it be through peers or, or more broad, broad data at the moment? Not at this point, Matt. I mean, I, I, what I would suggest is that you might want to look at comparable operations, um, given the sort of parameters that I have mentioned. I can't give you an all-in sustaining cost right now, but I can tell you that our internal work indicates that we've got a very robust um, trial mining operation here. Okay. You, the question that you, you guys need to answer internally, I guess, is the, the scale of this. You know, um, you know, how many ounces a year would you be aiming to produce? Given the, the ease, it, like you say, the, the, it's a very simple process. Given the ease of that, you've got to set a number and you've got to get that, that, that kind of uh, arbitrage between the capex, which is, you know, expensive and, you know, almost will define um, your econo um, economic viability and the number of ounces that you produce and the time frame which you, you produce that. Have you kind of got a scale of operation that you're leaning towards in terms of ounces per year? Yeah. Yeah, we have. It's, it's, it's about a thousand tons a day average. And so, you know, if you if you took for two grams, for example, um, that would be just over 20,000 ounces a year. Now, um, at least initially. Now, obviously, the plan would be to expand that pretty quickly. Um, but you know, we, you know, if you look at the few junior companies, and, and as you know, there aren't a lot of junior miners, miner explorers that 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 have this sort of opportunity in front of them. There are an awful lot of explorers who continue to ra raise money through diluting their capital structure. But there aren't a lot of companies like us that have a quarter of a million ounces of mud with gold in it lying around on surface. But if you look at the few that do, generally the capex estimates um, for something like a thousand ton a day operation come in from anywhere from sort of ten to thirty million dollars US capex. Now I can't tell you precisely exactly what uh, what our capex number will be. I'm hopeful that it would be on the low end of that range. It may be less. It may be more than that range. I don't know yet. But um, but you know, it's it's this isn't something that's going to require hundreds of millions of dollars of capex. It's not. Okay. Well, look, if 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 I, if I may, um, the 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 end game for you here is obviously the hard rock. That's the much bigger play here. It's a district wide opportunity. You've always said that, and you know th this is not a distraction. It's an enabler. Is that the way you're looking at it? That absolutely, Matt. It is a massive opportunity. Look, we've got a district scale project, as you know. We've got dozens, literally dozens of very compelling targets, some of which have got some drill holes in it and, and many of which don't. We've got, we've never four deposits, two of which uh, have resources on them of about 1.2 million ounces. Those two deposits have fantastic potential to grow. We've got a very conservative resource estimate that was done by SLR on those two deposits. There is a lot of, um, a limited amount of drilling we feel, uh, additional drilling within those two deposits would add a significant amount of ounces. The two new discoveries, the two new deposits that we've made in the last uh, 18 months or so, don't have any resources blocked out yet. Why? Because we haven't, have, we haven't got enough drilling on them, but we've got enough drilling to know that there's continuity. We just don't have enough to put um, resources around the ground, around them. So um, with a limited amount of additional drilling here, we feel that we could get the overall, overall global resource, which is mainly the hard rock material, significantly from the current you know 1.2 million ounces or so um so that that's a massive opportunity it is district scale it's on the same geological structure 
as G-Mining's TZ deposit. As you know, we were directly involved in the discovery of that deposit. That's 2 million ounces. Um, our project has a historically had a, a footprint 10 times larger than theirs. And that's, that's based on the amount of placer gold that the illegal miners mined from the streams here 40 years ago. Now, virtually all of those guys have gone, but you know, Kuyu Kuyu has a much, much bigger footprint than, than TZ does. So it should have a much, much larger hard rock um, endowment here. And so what we want to do with this trial mining operation that we're doing the pre-feasibility study on now is get into cash flow as fast as we can and fund the, uh, the growth of the underlying hard rock resources uh, internally for our own cash flow rather than relying on the market and re and relying on the on the fact that we've got to issue shares we have no control over the price of shares we can keep putting out great drill numbers but if market sentiment is negative you'll you, you know you have to raise capital by um diluting your capital structure all the time and raising shares we want to get off that hamster wheel and we want to be able to resource internally Right. So you want to be a producer, get it. Um, it will it will help with the cash flow, will help with sort of non-dilutory uh, decision-making. Um, okay, so, so here's the question. The immediate question is, there will be short-term short pain, presumably, unless you're going to take advantage of what a lot of juniors are talking about, which is alternative financing. How do you fund the CapEx to get into this cash flow? Well, yeah, as you know, there are several routes for, for funding that. We're certainly not going to be doing it through um, uh, solely through equity financing at these levels, given that the market for junior explorer developers is, is still very depressed and we're all, most of us, virtually all of us, are you know, trading close to 52-week lows. As you know, there are some signs of a bit of a turnaround. Gold is now sort of seems to have leveled off at plus 2,000 ounces and a lot of folks are speculating that it could go much, much higher in the near term here. But regardless of whether it does or it doesn't, uh, we are spending a lot of time in parallel with this pre-feasibility study, exploring all the different alternative ways of financing that initial capital that we will need. And so, and we've got a whole bunch of discussions going on right now so that when we come to the end of the pre-feasibility study, we'll actually have the financing lined up. It won't be a case of, here's a pre-feasibility study, uh, guys. Uh, you know, are you interested in financing this? And then waiting six months to try and get a deal together. We're working on that now in parallel. Okay, so get, just finish it off here, because um, like I say, short and punchy, I, I want to go away and do some math. Um, the three main reasons or three things that people need to believe to believe that this is going to be a success, this new strategy is going to make this a success story. Yeah, we have a near surface uh, oxide uh, opera, um, opportunity in front of us we have a pre-feasibility study that is currently going on um, that will be used as the basis for a construction decision. That should be complete by October, November this year. That will allow us to make a construction decision on producing gold from our oxide material at Kuyu Kuyu, which will fund all of the uh, future exploration development work that we need to do, particularly on the hard rock resource. Um, so that will, what that means is there'll be very little, if any, dilution with this respect to this company going forward. We are in Brazil's biggest new gold district. As I said, there's a massive project, a $500 million project getting built immediately next door to us. Our claims are contiguous with theirs. Um, so this is a very exciting new gold district in, in, uh, in Brazil. And we have a project which is um, historically produced 10 times more gold from the streams. 
plastic gold than theirs did. It has a much, much bigger footprint, a lot more targets, and currently we have four deposits, only two of which have a resource on. Um, I'm not sure if that's three reasons, Matt, but I mean, I think the other reason to seriously look at Cabral is we've put a lot of our own money into this. You know, so I've currently put in $2.8 million. 1.8 of that is through equity as shares. There's a million dollar loan that I've loaned the company. Um, so, you know, I'm very, very motivated to make this company a success. I suggest to you that's not that common in this business. There are some guys who, are, who have really put up a significant amount of their money, but it's not that that common. It's certainly something I look for as an investor, but I, I think it should be very, something that most people, if, if, if not all, everybody should pay serious attention to and can contemplate the investment in a junior company.